Welcome to By the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, payroll, tax, and bookkeeping. Now to your hosts, Lindsay Klein, president of Sakline Bookkeeping, and Jeffrey Gonzalez, president of Payroll Guru. Thanks for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Sakline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time and your host of By the Books. And now, as of today, I'm going to start having to say co-host because I have Jeffrey Gonzalez here and he has agreed to be my co-host. I'm so excited. I'm really excited, too. It didn't take very much convincing, though, because I usually have a good time as well, so... We have so much fun. (laughs) And now it's going to be fun that I get to have you here all the time for every episode. And then we can bring guests on and we together can talk to the guests. I just feel like it's going to take this podcast to the next level. I like it. I I love that vote of confidence. And I'm going to do whatever I can to make that happen. So So. this is going to be the first time you're coming on as co-host. So how are you going to introduce yourself? Have you worked this out yet? You know, I I have put some thought into it. Okay. So, um, you know, I like, I usually go with, I usually introduce myself as a payroll guru. Yes. So it will probably yeah, continue. I'm so glad you changed that on your LinkedIn, by the way. Because you, what did you have? You it only like, brought it up five times. Yeah, you were like, it was something Human capital management. It was ridiculous. Expert or something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and as soon as I saw that, I was like, Jeffrey, yeah. come on. Yeah. Really? Lighten up. Lighten up. This yeah. is ridiculous. You it also was, made me change my picture. Thank goodness you did that, too. But it, I looked so youthful in my old picture. No, yeah. it was awful. <laughs> it was horrible. It was so grainy. I'm going to pull up your LinkedIn right now. Well, it has a new picture, so I. but I still have the old one. If you want it, I will send it no, to you. And no, every time I call you, my be, old picture can <laughs> No, 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 no. It's going to be burned. That's it's going to be burned. That's what you need to do with that photo is burn it. So it was my. that was my first day at um, my old company. Oh, how funny. And clearly you were not very excited about this new job. I actually really was. I actually well, really was. Well, it didn't was. come through but on your was, grainy it picture. Was the, well, because I remember her doing it for me. And she gets her phone and she's like, I have to take a picture Somebody to send to security. Somebody took this picture? Yeah. And she had her cell phone and she made me stand up against the wall. And she put it, I remember she put it so close and I was like... <laughs> So that's probably the face you see is just me like, what are you doing? And she had her phone right here. But anyway, so that was my professional picture for like seven years. And now I've changed it. And you actually took the picture that I replaced it with. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. I just pulled it up. It's yeah. the one that when we were in a meeting at a restaurant, I snapped a photo of you. Yeah, yeah. I, am I was like, some... you've got to change your picture. I am going to get some professional ones done. I feel like we now need to get professional ones together because we're co-hosting now. So Well, I want to we... use your person. Okay, let's do that. But it was female only. Oh, that's right. So, but maybe if I come with you, she'll make an exception. I will. I will. I'll find out about okay. that because if it would not, be great if we had some together as well as separate. So, can we do like the back-to-back buddy cop thing? Oh, you know, definitely, with the definitely, <laughs> definitely putting that on the list. Now, I think we should do a tongue-in-cheek one where I stand in heels and rest my arm, arm on, your, on my head on your head because you are. I'm five eleven, flat-footed. Flat-footed, but yes. with 
Uh, how heels, high do you go? How and my highest heels are probably four or five inches. So okay. I like stand out to like let's say six four. Yeah. 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 I'm tall. Yeah. And I am five seven, sometimes five eight, depending on how <laughs> high I can get my hair that day. <laughs> I don't let people push my hair down though, because that's cheating. My hair counts. <laughs> hair is part of me. So, um, yeah, but so. so I think a photo where I'm just resting my arm on your head. That's hilarious. Hilarious. I am looking is forward that, to that. Is that demasculating or emasculating? How are you Emasc- saying that word? I think it's emasculating. Is that emasculating? Um, you know what? I, I don't find it, but also I don't care. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I find my, uh, I, I don't know. Is that a bad thing? No, it's a good thing. Like, I'm confident enough that I don't care. I'm a short person. Perfect. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, so that's hilarious. And I love it. We both lost a lot of weight this year. So I, I feel like we're going to look really fabulous. You want to know why I keep putting off my pictures is because I want to wait because I'm still you've lost weight. Right. And I'm like, because I want to wait longer. So I'm like, if I can just push it to the last minute. <laughs> Right, because you and I have some projects now that we're going to need professional pictures for, yep. not including the podcast. Yep. And so I that. keep pushing it because I'm like, oh, I want to wait until the yeah. last second yeah. so I can like get a suit size smaller or something, right? <laughs> so I totally get yeah, that. But yeah. I decided to go ahead and, and do some some photo shoots in my journey. So I'm like, I can look back on That's these. That's a good idea, yeah. And, I mean, it's not like you can't take them again. You're right. You're right. And I need to so, quit thinking about that. So then you can look at, back at that photo shoot and go, look how much progress I've made. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's get one scheduled. I'm looking forward yeah. to this. This is going to be funny. So on the on that topic, though, you mentioned we're working on some other projects. I feel yeah. like we should shamelessly plug. Well, and an update, because we gave an update, or we, we talked about it initially. Oh, did we? I A few episodes ago. Yeah, okay. you said that we were looking for investors, that we're working on some, some development yeah, stuff. Yeah, so can we just put out there, if there's anyone listening or watching that has 5 or $10 million to drop on a startup, we've got a great idea we would like to share with you. Exactly. Uh, I like, mean, it's a big part of my job to find investors, so I'm going to use this platform shamelessly. Do it. <laughs> do it. Like, what's the point of having a following if you can't use it to your exactly. own advantage? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So we can't say a whole lot publicly because we need NDAs signed and all that jazz. Yeah, but send, send us an what email. What can we say? We we can say that it's it's revolutionary. We've, we've talked to people that are in similar industries can we and talk they've about said the industry, industry or is that too much i think it might be too much we okay. can say it's logistics okay okay right all right logistics sure that's general yeah it's okay. general enough so we've talked to people that are in similar industries and they are surprised and and loving it so you know um <clears throat> i was just watching a thing and it was mark cuban uh talking about his cost plus have you seen that his no so he has a pharmacy and what his thing is, is he buys directly from the manufacturer and does a 15% markup, plus you pay $3 for shipping, hmm. no matter what. And it's considerably cheaper wow. than going through pharmacies and stuff because there's usually a middleman and everybody's making as much profit as they can. So he uses insulin as an example where I think the one he said, it was like $1,000 a month savings. I forget wow. what it was. Yeah. But anyway, what he was talking about is he was, it was I think it was a podcast even, and he was saying that the best ideas are the ones where you revolutionize a stagnant industry, right? Uh. Prescription drugs was a stagnant industry. People needed help. People can't afford the prescriptions. He's made it transparent. This is how much it cost me 
I'm going to charge you 15% more. That's what you wow. get them for, wow. right? And that's what this idea really is, is it's revolutionizing a stagnant industry. Yeah. And blowing people's mind in the process. So super excited. If anybody's interested, give us a call. I can yes. shoot you over an NDA and have all of it in front of you in just a few minutes. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. And and you've done quite a bit of work on the pitch deck, I heard. I haven't even seen all the changes you made. So uh, I'm excited yeah. to view. Yeah. It's been, um, my head hurts. I have to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, and I have uh, a bunch of travel coming up, so I'm going to be spending a lot of time in airports. So what better time to sit down to and, and get stuff done? Yeah. yeah. So, um, but that's been super, it's been super exciting and it's even better because it's cool when you have an idea, Yeah. but you can actually see the figures and the numbers and as you plug it in and you're going, holy crud, this is very profitable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. It is the biggest thing I've ever worked on. Yeah. Is that true for you as yes, well? Yes, actually. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 And we have a third business partner who is also fabulous. Yes. She's actually been on this podcast. She has I forgot. Been on the podcast. It's Roro. Yeah. Roro um, Hudson. Hudson. She's yeah. been on the podcast before. So she is amazing. Like every time we meet, I am astonished by her knowledge. She knows so much. She is plugged in with so many people. Yeah. So um, I I try to be a sponge when I'm around her because I want to learn everything I can from her. She's amazing. Yes. And she's very, well, if you're looking for commercial real estate in the DFW area, she's like knows everything, like you said. Oh, yeah. Um, and she's... Uh, no, I wouldn't even say the DFW area. Yeah, she's all of Texas, huh? And no, into Arkansas. I was, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. she's, she has pulled up properties that are all over the United Commercial States. Commercial real estate is different than residential in that way. Yes. Because you can't be so focused. Like, residential, they're like, I work in right. Carrollton. That's right. all I focus on. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, I think anywhere that yeah. commercial real estate is, she's all about it, and she yeah. knows so much. She knows what she's doing, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you, she's so quick, too. Like, we we, we got yeah. on a call with somebody the other day, and she, like, started pulling stuff up and talking oh, yeah. about things. I was like, yeah. hey, She, she yeah. and you are researchers. Yes. Now, I'm a researcher in my own way, and I, I've told them this. I'm like, guys, if you need me to research, my, my idea of research is who can I talk to about this, right? Like, I will sit in meetings and phone calls and Zoom and whatever and just pick people's brain about stuff. But how does that work for you? I think it works well. Phenomenal, right? You get so much good information yeah. all the time. Now, you throw a document, like, a, you know, <laughs> these documents that Roro sends to us, and I love it. I love that she's finding all this stuff, but my eyes start glazing over. I, I don't even think you open the PDF before I, your eyes Most glaze. of the time, I don't, I will admit. <laughs> but my eyes start glazing over, and I'm going... Uh, and I'll even try, but I, my mind is going to just immediately be like squirrel. Yeah. 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 It's not for everybody. It's just not my way of researching things. Yeah. I, I don't know why my brain just doesn't, it doesn't compute that way. Everybody learns differently. But But I will sit and pick someone's brain to death. I will ask them a million questions and you know. Well, and, and I, I will ask anyone for a meeting. I don't care who you are. Yeah. I'll ask you for a meeting. I've seen you do this. And that's what <laughs> I was about to say is I have joined you on some of these meetings. And like I, I'm incorporating that into how I do research because yeah. like it's one thing to look at the theory. But what what is it actually in action? Yeah. How is this actually going to pan out yeah. in the process? Mm-hmm. And 
when you talk to experts, they know. And it's genius because... You know, you can get a lot of information for from from a professional for ten dollars at a coffee shop. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. In fact, let's talk about that recent meeting we had. Jeffrey and I both met with a CPA, um, mm. and because Jeffrey does payroll, I do bookkeeping. We both need to talk to CPAs. Yeah. So pretty much any time I get a meeting with a CPA, I'll ask him if he wants to come along. So this is one of those instances, and it was lunch. We went to a pizza place. Yeah. And really good, but... You never know, right? CPAs, there's a wide variance. It is a very big spectrum mm-hmm. of what you're going to get with a CPA. Yeah. And I've learned this over and over and over. I have an, a podcast episode just about that, actually. I have one, I think it's titled, The Question Every CPA Answers Differently. Yeah where I went to, I think, 20 different CPAs and asked them the same exact question, and every single one gave me a different answer, right? So you never know what you're going to get. Yeah, and I did not know that that was the truth, So, but it is the truth. (laughs) So there are CPAs that I immediately will sign up to refer them out, because I get asked all the time by my bookkeeping clients, we don't do taxes, we only do bookkeeping, and clients and prospective clients all the time are asking me, hey, do you know anyone that would be good? And I love having a large network of tax preparers because I can select somebody that's good for their personality, good for their risk tolerance, good for their situation, their industry, whatever it is that they have going on. Yeah. I love having a wide girth of people to pull from so that I can find that person that's really going to be a good fit for them individually. Yeah. You know? So there's lots of them I meet with that I can, without hesitation, refer them out. And then there's some that I would never. Like our meeting. <laughs> like the pizza place guy. Yeah. yeah. So, and there were some things he said through the course of the meeting that already I knew in my head. I've categorized him in the, I'm never going to refer him out category. Yeah. So yeah. I already knew that. But the, the cherry on top was when he asked us. He was asking us for advice, right? Now, he's the CPA. Yep. He's asking us advice about the PPP. Loan. Do, do you yeah. want to tell the story? Yeah. So we're, we're, so the PPP loan was offered during the pandemic uh-huh. as a forgivable loan uh-huh. if you meet certain criteria, right? Mm-hmm. Pay your employees, keep your doors open. That was the point yes. of the loan. Yes. And um and if you got it, you had to fill out paperwork and, you know, it it was it's free money, right? So you had to do it right. Right. Um and so he was talking to us and asking us about the PPP loan because he has a client that had a $900,000 PPP loan that they received in 2020 or 2021, either way. And throughout the course of the year was unable to keep their doors open. For whatever reason, we didn't get details on that. But the kicker is, is that they never submitted the application to have the loan forgiven. Before closing Before the closing their doors. And so once you've and already he, closed your doors... He, as their CPA, is the one that yep. helps them with the PPP and help them dissolve the doors. company. Yeah. Dissolve it, like legally dissolved it, did the final tax return. Yep. It is done. Yep. Closed it for them. They, they paid him for this. So and he's asking us in this meeting, 
hey, do you know how the PPP forgiveness thing works? I need to do that for one of my clients. Mm-hmm. And then when he said it was closed, we both went, <sighs> you know, it can't be forgiven if it's not in business anymore, right? I, it, okay, I, this is not even my money, this $900,000, but I felt that. We're talking almost a million Almost a dollars million dollars. That a now closed company owes. And their CPA is sitting across from us asking our advice about how to get forgiveness, not even aware of the fact that there is no way it can be forgiven. And I'm just thinking that client does not even know they are up a creek without a paddle and they owe $900,000 now that they did not have to pay. Yeah. Well, and and let's be clear, this forgiveness could have been submitted a long time ago. Yes. So it's not that the windows were too close. Well, like it could have been done. And the CPA could have said, "Hey, let's not dissolve or, the company." I mean, you can yeah. you can shut down your operations, but don't close the company legally until we get all that situated. Yeah. But they already did it. Yeah. I'm still sick thinking about this. Yeah. Whoever whoever that poor person is, is out there, client that's out there is up a creek and the sad thing is is that it could have all been avoided avoided by having a, i guess a good professional good professional that's on top of those things right yeah that checks all the boxes and so double how checks. often do we hear this and even say this make sure you hire hire a good professional and the thing that i hear very often is not hiring a good professional costs you more Oh, it does. And you here, know that just from what you do. Yes. But here is a tangible, well, that's a big one. legitimate yeah. example of how hiring the wrong professional can be very costly. Because if this had been someone that knew their stuff, had done the research on the PPP before doing it. I mean, I understand there was a lot of changes going on during that period in the pandemic. And the PPP was thrown in there. Um, but if he didn't really want to take the time to thoroughly research the ins and outs of it, he should have just said, I'm sorry, I don't want to lead you astray here, and I don't know enough about it. I think you should find someone that's an expert on the PPP and have them go to someone else Yeah. if he didn't want to research it. But I also just think, to me, when a client... From my perspective as a bookkeeper, when a client tells me that they want to make some big change, closing something down, whether it be a company or even a bank account, as soon as they tell me I want to close a bank account, I'm like, hold, hold, slow your roll, slow your roll a little bit, because I know as soon as you close that bank account, um, you are now, I won't say blacklisted on that bank, but <laughs> it is very difficult to get anything after you close that account, right? So I'm always telling clients, just even if you do, just leave two pennies in it yeah. to keep it open and make sure I advise them, don't do anything until your tax last tax return with that activity in that account is filed. I, mm-hmm. I seriously would keep it open even if you only have five cents in it. Keep it open until you file the last tax return where you had activity. That's a good idea. Make sure you have all your bank statements. Make sure you have all your check stubs, all your deposit images, everything you might need. Because once you close that account, it is like an act of Congress to get anything. And they will charge you out the wazoo. Like, Research fees. Oh, yep. you want a bank statement? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So if they tell me that, I'm like, listen, just 
I know it might seem like something off your plate to just go ahead and get it closed, but I really strongly advise you just keep it open a little longer. So to me, if he knew his stuff and they're telling him, hey, I'm thinking about closing this company, I would be telling them, listen, you can close down the operations, but you know, there's a lot of things here we need to wind down, we need to think about, strategize. And and if you didn't really know much about this stuff, maybe get another professional that does. Well, exactly. And not shut it down until you know all the loose ends are tied up. Yeah. So that was a nine hundred thousand dollar mistake. It's just sickening. Yeah. And 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 honestly, the client may never even find out unless well, the CPA at some tells point, them. I assume that the IRS is going to come after their no, money. No, may never find out that it could have been forgiven. Oh, yeah, right. Because you think if the nobody's CPA telling might them, present it that oh, I'm sorry, well, didn't get I'm forgiven. I'm not making any assumptions. <laughs> I'm just that saying that if that's who they're relying on for advice, they may not get it. Right, mm. that's the problem. And so we've definitely learned a lot about how you get what you pay for. Yes, and you got to make sure that you are. Doing your research. Yes. Because, I, it, you know, and, and maybe it was just me, but my perception of professionals, CPAs, mm-hmm. lawyers, bookkeepers, you know, any of those professional services. Yeah. That they all know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> and the short answer to that is they do not. No. They do no. not all know what they're doing. Well, and not only that, but they're all coming at things from their own perspective, right? Yeah. From their own experiences, their own risk tolerance. And, and you've seen this play out in a couple of situations that we've... Recently. Yeah. So your bookkeeping. I invited Jeffrey to go with me to a CPA study group that mm-hmm. I attend once a month. What was that experience like for you? Because the, the setting of that is um, probably about 10 round tables. Mm-hmm. Everyone there is either a CPA, an EA, a bookkeeper, or a guest of somebody in Jeffrey's case. He mm-hmm. was my guest. And I would say mostly CPAs. Mostly CPAs. By far. Yes. Um, and it was very interesting because the format is is that CPAs from within the group can submit questions. Yes. These are highly technical, right. weird questions. And the idea is yeah. to hash it out as like a yeah. mastermind. It's anything that you're wanting to get other people's opinion mm-hmm. about how to handle. And mm-hmm. so a lot of just one-off situations that these CPAs encounter. And I submit questions too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, actually, we have a couple in there right now. Yeah, right. Absolutely. So, um, it's very interesting f- hearing them because they send out the questions ahead of time too, so that everyone right. can have a chance to look if they want to. But it's interesting to hear them. The moderator will read the question, and then everybody will just kind of chime up and say what right. they think, right? And the answers are always so different. Yeah. Sometimes. Not always. Sometimes it's a quick answer, like, this is the way it's done, and that's that. Everyone agrees. But then sometimes it'll be like, well, you could do this. Yeah. And then somebody from the other side of the room is like, yeah, but what about X, Y, Z? Oh, well, that's scary. And then, <laughs> then a third person over here is like, oh, why would you do that at all? Just file this form and do this and that and the other. And then everyone starts talking, and you're like, so what was the answer? <laughs> and the answer is... Is that there's five different ways to yes. do it. Which way do you want to right, do it? Exactly. Right, exactly. And it really comes down to, like you said, the risk tolerance of... Mm-hmm. because, And it's very interesting because if the client has a very high risk tolerance, right, is fine being in the meaty part of the gray area, mm-hmm. but the tax professional or the attorney, yep. insert professional here, right. is not comfortable with that and is right. only comfortable with black and white, then... Right. 
that's all the options they're going to get presented right. to them. Exactly. Even if the client is over here. So it's really important to understand where your professional is coming from right. versus where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Because if you're on two different pages, then you're never going to. But if you're not doing your research and advocating for yourself, you're never going to know that. That's right. Yeah. You know, that's really what I think it comes down to is you've got to do your own research. Yeah. And this is coming from a person that hates research. Hates- yeah. <laughs> okay, we won't say hates research. I love research, but my way of doing research is not to open an article and read the article, yeah. right? I'll just talk to 15 people. Like that question that I asked 20 different CPAs, right? Yeah. I learned a lot doing that because I learned there is a wide variance in ways that this can be handled. That There's 20 ways to skin this cat. Yeah. And really, it, it comes down to it from a tax perspective, when we're talking about tax issue, how well can you defend this to the IRS? And how comfortable does your tax professional feel defending it to the IRS? How comfortable do you, as ultimately the person responsible for the tax yeah. being paid, how comfortable do you feel talking to the IRS about it? And at the end of the day, it may come down to, I have high risk tolerance. Mm-hmm. So I'm fine kind of walking the line right but i appreciate a tax professional that's saying listen we can walk the line here just know if you do get audited and you get an agent that does not see things your way that they're more conservative you may have to end up paying this tax and penalties so you know put that money aside just in case right i'm fine with that yeah i'll do that and you know what i have no problem looking an agent in the eye and saying i did absolutely nothing wrong and here is why a b c d and you will do that absolutely I can absolutely will. see I, you the doing irs that. does yeah. not scare me at all yeah. I, I i would go toe-to-toe to any agent i probably know more than they do frankly about a lot of what we would be discussing so no problem going yeah. toe-to-toe and i feel like confidence in that situation is everything mm. Yeah, that's fake fair. it till you make it, yeah, right? That's fair. So a lot of it is really kind of intangible soft skills. Your ability to sell it. Yeah. When it comes down to it. Yeah. So it's 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 not only here's twenty different things you can do, but how well can you sell it to the IRS agent when you get audited? It's an interesting thought, isn't it? Uh huh. Because and it's funny, and I know you've said this before. But when it comes to CPAs, it's not, it's never math questions. It's always yes. exactly what you're talking about. I've said that. How can you defend this? What is the mm-hmm. law and how you can, how can you defend this? Oh yeah. I've said really this on the podcast before to. is yeah. accounting is so much closer to law than it is math. Yeah. Everyone, when I tell them I'm an accountant, I can't tell you how many people are like, oh, you're good at math. Like, no. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I hate math. Yeah. Everything I need to know in accounting Math wise, I learned in elementary school and I don't even do that. The computer does it. That's fair. It's so much more like law. Yeah. Your ability to read, interpret and argue law. That's accounting. Yeah. Exactly. And people don't realize that. If you like math, be an engineer. Exactly. (laughs) Do not become an accountant. So all of that to say that if if you're not finding the right professional and you're not having those conversations then you're not going to get the answers that you're looking for. So then let's talk about my uh, rendition of, I took the model of this CPA group and I designed the same thing for bookkeepers. bookkeepers yep. 
Now, my bookkeeper group has not grown nearly as large as the CPA group, but you never know. Maybe one day, because that CPA group has been around like 40 years. Yeah. Um, so who knows? In 40 years. I couldn't years, believe it. That was, yeah, that's a long it's time. It's been around a long yeah. time. Yeah. So my, my bookkeeping group is new. We're, mu- we're much smaller, but I took the same model. And in our case, we do bookkeeping questions. Yeah. You know, and there's some overlap, same kind of questions, but most of the time it's bookkeeping questions, payroll questions, 1099 yeah. questions, things that we as bookkeepers encounter. And we discuss them. And one thing I started doing is I will take those questions and I will email them out to my network of CPAs and EAs. Mm -hmm. And I will ask them, would you be willing to answer the same questions? And the following month, we will review the answers that we got from the CPAs and the EAs from the questions that we discussed the prior month. So you finally, after me inviting you for several months, you finally came to one of these meetings. And it was so fun. I actually had a really good time. Did you have fun? Yeah, we did. But the funniest part was when we got to those answers, right? Uh Uh-huh. Because you printed them all out. So they all got, you did like a Google form, right? So they all got the same exact question. Yes. And they could fill out their answer. And I think you handed me a stack of seven of them, seven responses or something like that. And I spread them out. And... Out of the seven, two of them were unusable. Like, the CPA (laughs) was on something. I don't remember exactly what they said, but it made no sense. So two of them, like, wasn't helpful at all. But then out of the other five, all of them were different. It was so crazy. And it was because, and it was in writing. Yeah. And and so the first one would be like, this is the answer. You have to do it like this. Uh And the second person would say a completely different solution. Yes. And then there would be a third one that would have all, like, list four different solutions. Well, and that that was the one I liked the most. Yeah. In fact, I actually emailed him and said, I would love to meet with you because I could tell he thinks dimensionally instead of linear. Yeah. He thinks 3D, right? Yes. Like, well, there's all kinds of ways to skin this cat. And yep. if it's this situation, it would be better to do it this way. Or you might have this situation where you might want to do it that way. Like, he thinks three-dimensionally, and he thinks about it from different angles, right? Mm. Because if you're only thinking about this from a, an accounting perspective, yeah, you're going to give a different answer probably than if you're also thinking about it from a legal perspective or from maybe a logistics perspective, Mm -hmm. right? If you're taking all those other things into account, then you might offer a different solution or maybe a plethora of solutions. And I feel like he did that very well. He did. He did. And he was very articulate too and explained it. And it was a lot of ifs, thens, right? right? He was very thorough. Well, if this, then this, if this, then this, if this, right. then it could be either one. Right. And so, his, I mean, all of his were like two paragraphs yeah. long, all of his yeah. responses. He took a lot of time to fill that out. So, but I mean, and that's all a the great bookkeepers way. at the table, we were all going, who is this guy? What's yeah. his name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody perks up. Well, because you're exposed to it a lot more than the right. average person. Right. The average person listening to this podcast probably hasn't talked to a hundred plus CPAs like you have or like most bookkeepers have. Yeah. And so you recognize that. Me, Mm -hmm. I would just assume that if I asked a bunch of CPAs a question, I would get the same answer the same every Uh time. Right. That is inaccurate. No. And so I I really like your method of, you know, you got to interview multiple people. Mm -hmm. I would have a few core questions that you ask all of them to see, you know, because you will find out pretty quickly 
yep. what we're talking about. Yep. And and if they're knowledgeable right. and and really know what they're talking about. You said that CPA study group has been around for 40 years, and some mm-hmm. of those people have been there from the beginning. Yep. Um, and so... There's one guy in particular in that CPA group that's caught my attention because I noticed he always... I shouldn't say always, almost always answers the yeah, question. I know who you're talking about. And he's he's brought things to light that I've never heard from anyone else. Like things that he has said in that hour long study group. Yeah. I have gone back to research because I'm like, really? Is that true? And he just knows. He knows stuff like on the top of his head. Like yeah. you can tell he is a, been big doing it a researcher. Yeah. And you can tell he really hones his craft and stays on top of law. Exactly. And that's what I mean. So, like, it's all about... And, and just because you're the most experienced doesn't mean you're still the best fit. So it really yeah. comes down to it. And then what's even more interesting is since everybody's looking through their own lens, attorneys will look at things from a legal perspective. Yep. And, well, this is how you should do this legally. Mm-hmm. But they're taking no consideration about the tax exposure that they may be giving you because right. you're doing that. Right. So then you go talk to the CPA, and the mm-hmm. CPA is like, this, do it this whole other way. And you're like, okay... You need to talk. Yeah. (laughs) Get back to me. Um, But so not only that, but as you're going through a process, if you're making a change, starting a new business, anything like that, you need to talk to not only several people within the industry, but you may need to talk to different industries to get everything to come together. And I would say that's the first thing, because we throw out there, make sure you have a good professional. But how, how does the average person, even the average smart, intelligent person that's really good at this stuff... How do they know whether it's a good professional? I would say that's the first thing. Talk to lots of that's them. What I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Don't Your be, method absolutely. is to talk to a lot of Don't them. Don't be afraid to set up meetings, phone calls, whatever you can. Unless those consultations are free, that's what it's yeah. for. Not it's always, for but yeah. Or, well, or throw yourself yeah. into a situation where there's a bunch of them together. Go to a CPA meeting of that's some fair. kind and yeah. just start talking to them. Yeah. Tell them, hey, this is what I have going on. What would be your advice about this? Somebody will probably speak up and impress you. Yeah. And that could be your your future. And you'll start, if you ask the same question to 20 different CPAs, you will start to understand the nuances around not only your situation, but also the wide variance you can have from conservative Mm. to risky. Mm -hmm. Right? There are those CPAs that... they are super conservative. Yeah. They do not even want the slightest hint of an audit, <laughs> right? So they're going to do things super conservatively so that their bases are completely covered, right? Yep. There's others that are like, I have no problem arguing this with the IRS. If they don't like it, they come talk to me and I have no problem defending this. And they will toe that line, right? Yeah. And then you have everything in between. And, yep. So, um, you know, and you probably want to match your own risk tolerance to that of your professionals. You know, yeah. that's going to make things easier. So ask questions around that. You know, right. if, if there's something specific that you wanted to accomplish, like ask. Yeah. What would you do in XYZ situation? Yeah. We had a conversation um, about auto. I forget who it was with, but we were talking to somebody and they were talking about having a company vehicle and what you can do to, because his specific example was, is it's cool if you have a car in your company's name, but if you have personal insurance on it, is it really a company car? Uh And if the IRS audits you, 
what are they going to think about right. that? Right. Right. So, yeah, commercial insurance may be more expensive, but right. what can you do? to? Right. Right? But but some CPAs will say, no, you can't have a, po- a, a right. co- commercial right. vehicle. Don't do it. That's not... <laughs> That may not be the I answer love, you're looking for. I love the professionals that aren't saying, no, you can't do it. They're saying, here's how you can do it. Right? Yep. I, I completely accept an answer of the way it's being currently done is probably not going to fly. But here's how you could fix things so that it will be okay. Yeah. Rather than just saying, no, can't do that. Yeah. I told Jeffrey, because we've met with a lot of professionals over the course of trying to figure out who we want to use for this endeavor we talked about earlier. I told Jeffrey, as soon as I hear them say, no, you can't do that, I'm done. I don't want to hear. I want to hear, here's how that can be accomplished. Yeah. Or at least ask me questions about my goals or my objectives that and say, okay, you know what? That way is not going to get you there, but here's what we could do instead to meet that objective, right? If you're immediately shutting me down with, no, that can't be done, period, we're done here. Yeah. I'm not using you. I'm not referring you. I'm going to smile and nod. I'm going to take notes. You will never know that I'm never going to refer you or use you, (laughs) but I'm never going to refer you or use you. And that's fair because that's that's what's important. And that's what business owners need a an advisor. Mm-hmm. And that's what that is being is what you're describing is an advisor. Right. We, well, we have I think a common really goal. what I look for is a strategic partner. Mm, yeah. That's a better way. Of OK. It. Yeah. You know, if I'm telling you I want to write off my car. All right. How could that be done? What do we need to do to make that, in your eyes, completely legal, completely above board? I want to do things legally. I'm not trying to. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a you know shady. Yeah. I'm not trying to do things dirty. I want to do things above board, but tell me how, mm-hmm. right? Don't just tell me it can't be done. Let's figure out a way. Yeah. Do I need to start some kind of side hustle? Do I need to wrap the car? Do I need to? You know what I'm saying? Like let's brainstorm here and figure out how we can make this legitimate and that's a great example because that's something that we've talked to people about and we've gotten different answers uh-huh. right? you can wrap it you can uh you know there's so many things you can do depending on who you talk to yes it to depends on who you make talk this to. work right um <laughs> and you know so actually that would be a good question to ask too even if that's not something you're interested in there's a lot of different answers and that's a common question right and you're gonna find that you get a lot of different answers yes. to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, so w- that that would be the biggest thing I would say. Of course, that's my preferred method is just start talking to people. Pick yeah. their brain. Don't be afraid to ask them a million questions. If they're, if they're getting annoyed by your questions, they'll tell you. But you're no worse off than when you started, right? If you don't ask them, you're in the same place as asking them and them saying, hey, bud, you need yeah. to pay me for that advice, yeah. right? But there's plenty of people that are willing to give free advice out there. Well, and we've at, we've actually talked about that. Yep. And how, like, what a first of all, the amount amazing amount of information that we've collected just by having conversations yes. with people. And secondly, how much more does that make you want to do business with them when they are being transparent? Open and transparent Let's talk yeah. about this. Let's go through that because. Like, yeah, you're giving me free information, but I'm going to use you now because now I trust you. Right. So is that really a down? Like some people see that as a conflict, right? Where I'm giving them the information for free. Yeah, but they're still not going to do it themselves. They're still going to pick somebody to do it. And now it could be you because now they trust you. 
transactional. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, how it I see that. Transactional. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to give you that unless you give me whatever. In this mm, case, money. That's a great way. Actually, we've been talking about that. And now you just, like, finish connecting all the dots because you're right. <laughs> like, in my head, I just thought it was an aha moment. But, yeah, that's exactly what that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like to do business with transactional people. But we yeah. can do an episode about that. I think we should. That That's a great like a topic. One. Yeah, it is. Because there's a couple different ways to handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. So what other advice would you give people about finding the right professional? Uh, well, so my method, uh, I'm incorporating what you do, right? Okay. So I have a personal situation going on in my life that I need a professional for. Nothing okay. bad. But I, you know, need to reach out. And so I have. I've lined up a couple different attorneys like, hey, let's talk about this. Tell me what you would do and how you would do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also am in the process of finding a new personal CPA because my CPA, now that I've learned, is very much in the conservative. very conservative, nothing can be done <laughs> lane. Which, so you, through this process, realized that oh, you're incompatible? Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. So but, it never dawned on you before that? Well, it, it has because I've asked questions and been immediately shot down with the that can't be done. And I'm like, yeah, but I know a so-and-so business owner. So what does. was it that thought you needed to stay there then? That's interesting. Uh, you know what? Sometimes it's just the last thing on your list, right? Because mm. when when I found out, at least, it was when I was, you know, signing on my tax paperwork. And I'm like, but... Because I'm one of those people that puts everything off until October. So I'm looking <laughs> at the September for business. Um, so I'm looking at all of these things, and I'm like... <laughs> I feel like there's some stuff missing here, but at yeah. that point... You know, you could, okay, let's just move on, and now okay. I have to write a check to the IRS. Okay. And then, you know, so that's what happened to me. Now we're in August, and it's about to happen to me again. Uh, so I need to get my stuff, get together stuff together so that I can do it correctly next time. But um, that's not that, necessarily correctly. You're just saying that your risk tolerance is higher than that of your CPA. Then, then, then absolute zero, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I will admit that. Um, so, but that being said, uh, so uh, talking to more people has definitely been my method. Okay. Um, and asking similar questions, right? The same question several times. Because even if I if I keep getting the same answer over and over there, again, then I know that I'm on the right path. Okay. This is what I'm going to do. So okay. now who do I like the most? Uh, and then thirdly, I, I like to do... I mean, there's so many things you can do. I, I've popped up my Spotify and typed in specifically what I'm looking for, and there's somebody that has an episode somewhere that can talk about it, right? Yeah, a podcast. Yeah, a podcast. Um, who who talks about that specific situation or a quick YouTube or just something that way I can now advocate for myself. Yeah. What I know. So I've heard from this who is probably a professional, right? And now I, you got to make sure you're right. vetting your right. sources, but... Um, you're getting that information, and then you're talking to people, and now I understand the situation. Right. So now I can go into that and conversation ask better questions. with better questions, knowing more, and that that's my method, and it's and it's working out quite well. So you you have added to that, which has been great because. Well, what I love about better. this too, because as you and I are meeting with these professionals, and each person we meet with, we usually pull at least a nugget a little nugget from yeah. that conversation and so then in the next conversation we go into it with more mm. knowledge and we can ask better questions yeah and we've been able to tell some of those professionals some things from a different angle that even they were kind of like oh let me look into that 
and we had that happen with the guy that actually went and pulled a a, a tax book out, which is great, <laughs> right? So because he was like, I don't know, let me look that up. Yeah, and so and in addition to what you were saying about being open and not telling me no, but uh-huh. what can I do? But also, so I like I don't care if you know it all, just be willing to figure it out for me. Yes, right. Um, and and so a lot of times we'll get a no. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, somebody will say, hmm, I don't know. Let me find out. And then if they go pull out a tax book, like, I'm just dueling. Like, that's just <laughs> great. Um, do your research and get back to me type thing. Okay, right? so that's fine. Jeffrey and I had completely different I know, we did. perceptions we of did. that situation. Yes. You want to tell us? Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, so whenever I talked about, well, okay, so we've heard you can do X, Y, Z. And he admitted he had not heard about this before and he wasn't sure. And so he goes back to his office and comes back with this huge tax book. Mm -hmm. And I think it was from like 2016 or something. I think it was 2016. Yeah. And and maybe this particular issue hasn't changed since then. I don't know why he picked that one to pull out. But my thought was, is there not more valuable resources that could be a lot faster to obtain on the Internet? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. That specific book is available on the internet. You type <laughs> in your question. Actually, I've sent you excerpts from it. From it, I don't know if you knew that's what it was, but it was that book that's in digital funny. form, and I pull articles from it and send it. So, uh, the answer to your question is yes. So that was a little worrisome to me because I feel like one of my priorities in a professional is someone that's tech savvy mm. and keeping up with current information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was the only one. That did that, research. Okay. Well, let's be honest. He was the only one that did it in front of us. Has anybody followed up with us to give I don't us think answers? So. For se- yeah. Well, either way. So you're right. Unimpressive still, but more impressive <laughs> than what we had seen. <laughs> but what was funny is your perception of that situation was completely different. Like you, like I got excited. Like you said yeah. you were drooling. Like, he, yeah. Like, he's like doing when, research. When he did that, I was like, what? <laughs> and Jeffrey's like, but so that talks to our risk tolerance, and, or not even risk tolerance, but what we're looking for, right? And and I agree, like I, I'm looking for the same things you are, but it did excite me to see somebody actually pull out a book and try to answer a question. Well, there you yeah, go. Kudos. I, I just thought kudos were in order. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's just very interesting. Yeah. The wide variance you can find in personality, risk tolerance, uh, research, you know, the l- amount of time that they spend researching and learning their trade. There's just... It's a spectrum. It's a huge spectrum. Yeah, because, you know, it's just like class. You'll have people that are always on it and know their stuff yeah. and are ready and ones who aren't, right? I mean, everybody that went to school to be a CPA or an yeah. attorney, they ranked somewhere yeah. in that class. They all got licensed. Right, <laughs> right, right. So exactly. which one are you getting? They're and all let's, there. Let's talk about personality, too, mm. because that's a factor as well. Like, you could have the most knowledgeable, the most strategic thinker, tech-savvy, all the boxes checked, but they're a complete jerk. That's a problem. Like, if I ask you a question and you talk to me very condescendingly, like, Mm. I should already know this, why are you even asking this question? That's a problem. Yeah. Because as your client, I'm not really going to want to ever talk to you. And that's a problem. And you're probably the kind of person who doesn't want to be talked to, right? So... 
I think personality has to play into this decision also. It's a big part. We actually had that come up recently with a marketing company that we had interviewed. Yeah. And it was a meeting I had set up and I feel like I, and I brought our other business partners in as well. So there was a group of us that were in on that meeting. And I think everyone kind of felt like because I had chosen it that they kind of needed to go along. And I was like, guys, I didn't like them. Like I was the first one to say it. You were. We were thinking it, but you said it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was mainly a personality thing. It was 100%. Absolutely. And with marketing especially, I want you to be the kind of personality that will shoot the bull with us and brainstorm. Like, let's just throw ideas out there and let's build on it. Like, I want one of those people that's like, oh, I know what you could do with that. X, Y, Z. And then we go, oh, and here's how we could change that a little bit and do this, right? That's what I think a marketing meeting should be, yeah. right? What did we get? We got a very stone-faced analytical type. Like, I feel like maybe her calling was more engineering or something. I don't know. Like, yeah. something not marketing. Do you have any doubt that they would have been able to do a very good job? I guess I do have doubts. Oh, you do? Okay. Yes. Well, I didn't, right? So from when I, the presentation that I saw, it looked like they could accomplish what we wanted them to accomplish. But well, okay. I didn't want to work with them. Subject- well, okay. That's a subjective thing. Good job, right? Yeah. To me, part of a good job is that we've brainstormed and thought about things. I mean, to me, that's part of the good job. You're right. Yeah, that's part of marketing because that's not what I do. Yeah, exactly. So I need somebody to be the idea person and creative person. Well, and also, if you can't sell yourself, how are you going to sell me? Mm. Yeah. Very, very true. So, yeah. no, I didn't yeah. feel comfortable that they would do a good job. But I understand what you're saying. Like, the presentation about what they had to offer and the examples they were yeah. giving or whatever. Yeah. Yes. In terms of, I guess, the technical aspects of it. Sure. I think they could have done it, but... Pers- yeah, but like you said, it's not somebody I'd want to work with. Yeah. It was not an enjoyable meeting. I mean, not that it was not enjoyable. It just wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. It was just a very dry meeting. Yeah. Yeah. And I had a professor once tell me in college, and he was talking about it from a interview, you know, work standpoint, but he was saying, if you go interview for a job and you have the best interview of your life, you might get the job. But if you go to that interview and have the best conversation of your life, you definitely get the job. Ah. And I feel like that's in this situation. We did not have the best conversation of our life. Wow. You're so right. And you know how many times I, yeah, you're right. How many Mm -hmm. times I've gone with somebody, worked with somebody just because there was a great connection. You and I. Yeah. I guess, yeah. You reached out to me on LinkedIn originally. Mm Mm-hmm. And the strategy that worked for you, because I get, I get hit up on LinkedIn all the time, right? And most of them, 90% of them are completely ignored. Why yours was different is you actually wanted to meet in person. Yeah. This wasn't a, hey, can we, if you had said, hey, can I, can we set up a Zoom or a call? I get that all the time. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think I said, do you want coffee or lunch? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. I will meet you in person. You're willing to come and meet in person and do lunch? Absolutely. I will meet with pretty much anyone. Yeah. Yeah. You asked me for a Zoom meeting? No. Hard pass. Hard pass. So that's how you started. And we met. And that was exactly what it was, like, the best conversation. 
and I mean, the audience now knows, like we, Obviously. we bounce yeah. off of each other very well. Yeah. So it was a fun conversation that was memorable. Yeah. And it just so happened I had been looking for a payroll person. So it was perfect. It all came together perfectly. Yeah. Instead but of being... I get, I get solicited to by payroll people all the time oh, yeah. as a bookkeeper so that's not unusual, but you're the one that stuck because we had so much great professional chemistry and even on a personal level, like we just vibed. Yeah. No, we do. Yeah. yeah we talk every day. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we vibe very well. So um, it, it, you're, you're hundred percent right. I mean, and, and when, and where are you going to do your best work and what are you going to do your best work with somebody? So if you find a professional yeah. that's, you know, like you said, technically and, and knows their stuff and all of this stuff, but you just can't stand working dreading with them. working with them yeah. or going, you know, I got a meeting scheduled with this guy. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah, it really is. And you're not going to be, you're not going to get the results you're looking for. So I would say that's high now, up there on that list. I will say this. CPAs, generally speaking, <laughs> they're, they're, they're actually kind of engineer types too, Right. They're analytical. Um, they're, they're analytical. They don't often have big personalities, right? So, you know, it's not quite the same situation as what we're looking for in a marketing person, right? You're probably not going to find a life of the party type CPA. They are out there. There are some. I've there are you. some. There's one that you probably know that does stand up comedy. Yep. Um, and he's always inviting us to go to his stand up route, right? So you're not often going to find CPAs that are that kind of personality, right? Yeah. Where you just can't wait to, to hang out with them. Yeah. But that being said, it also shouldn't be a person that you dread talking to or that you feel like is looking down on you or thinking negatively about you asking a question, you know, it still should be someone that you can have an enjoyable conversation with. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. This has been good. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think we got a lot of lot of good advice out there. Yeah, well, and and that's what people need, right? They need professionals. They and hopefully they don't get stuck with a nine hundred thousand dollar tax bill no. because they picked the wrong professional. It's so sickening. Yeah, I feel so, and I'm just thinking about how awful that conversation would be to have to tell your client, "I'm sorry, but you're gonna have to pay that nine hundred thousand dollars." How awful. Yeah. So. Do your research. Yes. Do interviews. Because it could find cost the right you. person. Because it can cost you a million dollars, literally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not good. All right. Well, tell people how they can find you if they want to take part in your amazing personality. And, and my amazing. Thank you. And get payroll service. And get payroll service. They can call me. My number is two one four five five one four six five zero, or they can find me on LinkedIn, Jeffrey Gonzalez. With his new updated photo profile and picture. profile. It's all and it snazzy. says payroll guru, not human capital management yeah, expert yeah. or whatever it is. But says. tell people how to spell your name because there's a bazillion ways to spell there it. There are. So Jeffrey is J-E-F-F-R-E-Y and Gonzalez is G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-S. Yes. And yeah. I'm also on LinkedIn, Lindsay Klein, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, A-Y, A-Y, the right way, Klein. K-L-I-N-E. Also, the right way. K-L-I-N-E. Just to be clear. There are like a bazillion ways to spell Klein. And Lindsay. And the way I have it is the last way people want to spell it. Really? Yeah. Most people, it's K-L-E-I-N. Thanks, Calvin Klein. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is Calvin's And then fault. there's C-L-I-N-E. Thanks, Patsy Cline. So nobody wants to spell it K-L-I-N-E the right way. All right. Well. <laughs> I just need to become a bigger name than Patsy say, Cline and that. Calvin Cline. And then everybody will spell it right. You're well on your way. Revolutionizing <laughs> yes, the way I'm people sure spell Yes, I'm sure by the books is going to become so big. It'll be bigger than Calvin Cline and Patsy Cline. Anyway, if anyone would like to get a hold of me, especially if you need bookkeeping services, you can find us at sakline.com, S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com, and we are happy to help anyone with bookkeeping services. And also, I'm look- we're looking for sponsors for our podcast. We need-, we need some people to get on here and advertise. So if you're interested in that, reach out to me, info at sakline.com. Until next time, everyone, have a great week. Buy the Books is presented by Sakline Bookkeeping and Payroll Guru. For more information, visit sakline.com or payrollguru.com. The information provided on these websites and podcasts does not and is not intended to constitute legal or accounting advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Sakline and Payroll Guru may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney or accounting professional to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal or accounting matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney or accountant can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation. 